So that video was from 2009 from a campaign called Imagine a Church. Hope you heard that phrase a couple of times in that video. So this campaign, the Imagine the Church campaign, was aimed at raising funds to build this building, actually. And it was in line with who we felt like God was calling us to be. And the overwhelming purpose was really the next step in doing whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ. And when I watch this video, I hear the Ridge vision over and over and over again. Do whatever it takes. And I realize that we've been trying to do what we currently do, that whatever it takes vision, for quite a while. That hasn't changed, actually, and it's not going to change. Our approach might change at times. Our processes, our systems might change. Even some of the people might change. But we've cared about and worked toward this vision for quite a long time. So today, that's one of the many things that we're going to celebrate. I'm just curious, how many of you here today, just by raising your hand, were a part of the Imagine a Church campaign? How many of you? Several of you. How many of you came after that? I, I would be raising my hand. I came after this. Isn't it incredible what God has done? I'm excited today to be able to celebrate what God has been doing at the Ridge for over 10 years and for the past year in 2019. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about both of those things specifically through For Their Future. So I've been thinking a lot about celebrating in preparation for today. And recently I had a conversation about my grandma. It's the grandmother on my mom's side, my mom's mom. She's in home hospice, actually. She's 87 years old as of today. Today is her birthday, actually. And recently, my mom and my aunts were talking to my grandma about funeral arrangements because of the home hospice situation. And usually, that conversation is incredibly sad. It's incredibly serious. Maybe some of you have had conversations like that. And I think this one was kind of like that, too, because grief is such a big deal. It's a real thing. But there was something else going on in the conversation because she really wants to throw a party. My grandma believes in Jesus, so when she dies, my family believes she's going to go to heaven and be with Jesus. We believe that Jesus lived the perfect life, died on the cross for our mistakes, and because he was perfect, stood in our place, my grandma's place, so that if you follow Jesus, if you've surrendered your life to him, which my grandma has done, there's a lot to celebrate. You heard the term celebration of life? That's kind of what she's talking about. But here's what it means to her. First, she's requested balloons. And so we looked, there aren't a lot of funeral balloon bouquets out there. But then she got more specific. She said, no, 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 you don't understand. I would really like for you to have a clown and to have that clown make animal balloons so that every single person would take home a balloon with them. Well, I happen to know a clown who does that. We're not going to ask him to be there. So here's what else. She wanted a decorated cake. And that, that's not so abnormal, right? Like a birthday cake. But she wants to make sure, first of all, there's ice cream with the cake. And then second of all, we were talking about how to, how to decorate it. What do you put on there? You know, we'll miss you, thinking of you. Here were her suggestions. See on the flip side. <laughs> so long, suckers. <laughs> I think we're actually going to do that one. 
And a lot of times after a funeral, the family gathers together, you know, for like a funeral meal. So she said, well, look, I don't really care what you have. I'll be gone, but I really want fully movie theater buttered yummy popcorn. Like that, that's her request. Ice cream, balloons, a rose for every woman to leave, but she wants a little tag on it that every rose has its thorn. I mean, this stuff is not being made up. So first of all, that's why I am how I am. Now you know. But her attitude is really one of celebration. And the first time I heard it, I was like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. But the more I've thought about it, the more it makes sense. She thinks that celebrating is important. And one of the things that she said is, there's not much more important than this ultimate celebration of being with Jesus in heaven. And I agree. There are certain things worth celebrating. And honestly, the second thing that I started to think is, I'm not very good at celebrating. There are some reasons why. Maybe I think sometimes celebrating feels like a humble brag. You know, hey, look how awesome I am. Let's celebrate me. Which, that's not what we want to do today. Or we don't slow down long enough to notice what's worth celebrating. We're just rushing to the next thing. A goal is accomplished, and we immediately start thinking about the next goal or what we didn't accomplish. Or we're afraid that other people will think poorly of us because secretly down inside, sometimes we're judging other people when they're celebrating. And here's the big one for me. I don't know how to celebrate. I just don't know how to do it. It's like a foreign language. And then when my grandma says something like, let's celebrate, we don't know what to do. Now today, we are celebrating. We are celebrating for their future, which we'll talk about in more specifics here in a second, and what God has been doing. And Psalm 100 talks about celebrating. It's just five verses, but it does a great job showing us what it looks like to celebrate. So we're going to do the things that this psalm describes today as we kind of work through some things going on here at the Ridge. And this psalm is a song, actually. It's a song of thanksgiving, celebrating what God has done. Here's what it says. This is verse 1. Shout with joy to, all the, to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Shout with joy. Celebration should cause us to respond. It should cause us to do something, and loudly. It talks about singing and shouting with joy, not out of obligation. Here's verse 3. Acknowledge what the Lord is God. He has made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. So this is all about God. It's not about what the ridge has done, what I have done, what any of us as individuals have done, even though we're going to talk about a little bit of that. It's about God. It starts with Him. It ends with Him. And so as we're talking about specifics today, we'll be talking about numbers and people and initiatives and finances and all of that. We have to remember, hey, this isn't about us. It's not about the ridge. It's about God and who He is. And verse 4 says, enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So that's what we're going to try to do today. Celebrate loudly, acknowledge God, and give thanks. 
Because not only does it start and end with God, it's all because of God anyway. So to celebrate, we give him thanks. We praise his name. We acknowledge that he is who he says he is. So as we do that, we're going to talk specifically about this project called For Their Future. So what is For Their Future? For Their Future is a two-year financial project that includes four initiatives. We put them there in your bulletin so you can track along. And we believe those four initiatives will make an impact for the future at the Ridge and respond to some of the felt needs that we have here and in our communities. So these things have an impact on today so that God can continue to have a lasting impact in the future. It's really our response to what God is asking us to do. We're just about halfway through, and through your generosity, we're right on track to $815,000 that's been committed towards these four initiatives. We're right on track, right where we need to be, which is exciting. So here's the first initiative. This is facilities. We will make building renovations to our current ministry areas to maximize our facility. Building renovations are important because we've been maxed out for ministry. We have kids' ministry needs. We have student ministry needs. We have life group ministry needs throughout the week. And we've been making renovations to some current ministry areas to make sure that we're able to interact with kids and teens and adults in a way that they can grow in their relationship with Jesus. We desire to make several renovations, so we're going to give you some updates. Here's first. Here's the playground. Maybe you saw that when you're, you're coming in. This playground's on the far side of the building. The project was completed earlier in 2019. Greg Griffin, a ridger, was a huge part of the project. He was the project leader, donated resources, manpower, materials, finances to make the project happen. Maybe you've seen kids play on the playground. My kids love to play on it. Second, the Little Ridge Kid hallway entrance. We added a, a glass wall there. Right now, we average 250 kids and Little Ridge Kids and Ridge Kids each week. That doesn't count, actually, all of the child care needs throughout the week for all sorts of different other things, too. So the doorway makes sure that those kids' areas are even more secure than they were before. It makes it an even safer place. Here's the third area. This is the office area. We actually call this room, I'm going to show you, the green room, even though it's not green anymore. We added a wall in the room. It helps the space be more usable. We're actually using this as a meeting space, a group space, a Bible study space, a student space, a party space. It's used all the time. And adding the wall allows a better use for the space. Here's the fourth one. Here's the loft. Don't worry, it's not done. When this building was built, the space was originally intended as a warehouse space. So we didn't think through some of the things like acoustics and technology and things like that. So we're going to make it accessible with a simple elevator. We're going to solve some of the acoustic problems. We're going to make it with some operable walls, some movable walls, so that we can make a big space and some smaller spaces and maximize that space. Playground, Little Ridge Kids Hallway, Green Room Loft. And after those projects are committed, we're going to think through a couple of other things in the office space because we have somebody working inside of a literal closet right now. And the conference room makes sure that that's even more usable. And all of that is made possible because of For Their Future. That's not coming out of any other area other than the commitments to For Their Future. So that's one of the initiatives. Here's the second one. This is staffing. 
We're going to strategically plan and hire additional positions to maximize our staff. So through For Their Future, we were able to hire two staff. We were able to hire Becca Malberg, probably seen her around. Maybe she comes up here and does welcome and announcements sometimes. She's doing a fantastic job. She helps us interact with people through our website, social media, all of our digital and technology type things. Make sure to help people know what's going on here and that they can be a part of it. Doing great. We also hired Tim Perkins. You saw him this morning, January of 2019, as our connections pastor. So Tim leads our efforts in connecting people through life groups and care ministries. He's doing a great job too. And both of those staff additions have allowed me and Jerry to focus on the lead pastor transition. Jerry is retiring a little over a year. And that helps us focus on making sure that we're not leaking any of this vision, that we're doing whatever it takes every step of the way. Now, facilities and staffing, you can kind of see them. You can see what's going on. The other two that we're going to talk about this morning are a little harder to put our arms around. Our third initiative is ministry impact. We intentionally prepare for our financial future to maximize our ministry impact. So this is really all about financial health beyond these two years. So hear me, we believe that God is still calling us to launch a new campus in the years following this project. And as of today, we are still praying, we're still planning for an additional campus. And what we're talking about through For Their Future is a huge step towards that larger overarching goal. So for us to be prepared to launch a campus in the next several years, this project needs to be focused on some things we need to do here to make that happen. So our goal is to set back a portion of this project, up to $100,000 if possible, and as other projects are completed, to help with the health of our financial future so that we can go into surrounding communities and add campuses. That's three out of the four, and that's not actually even close to all the things that God has done in the last year. So there's some other things we wanted to just highlight for you this morning. So check this out. There are a lot of things in that to celebrate. People coming to the ridge who have never been here before, people who have been baptized and have surrendered their life to Jesus, all sorts of things in there. Now, if you, I don't know if you caught it, but the fourth initiative was actually represented in there. The fourth one is community investment. We will give 10% of this project back to those in our community to maximize our investment in our community. We've actually already given close to $70,000 to community partnerships. And that represents all sorts of different projects. We're actually going to show you some logos of some of our local church partners. We've provided $5,000 for intake furniture for BC ASAP, $5,000 for a commercial washer and dryer for our local brighter days here in Columbus, $2,000 for shopping carts for San Susi. We've increased our financial support to Love Chapel. We're able to provide $7,500, which is half the funds for a house remodel for Chain Breakers, which is a men's residential center for addiction recovery. And I'm not even saying all the things that we've done. Those are just a couple of the things that we've done through these partnerships. Now, we wanted to highlight one of our partnerships this morning. So I'd like to invite my friend Tracy Pike out here with me. One of our community partnerships is Clarity, and Tracy's on staff there. So we were able to do some community investment with Clarity through this For Their Future 
project. So I'd like for you to meet Tracy. Thanks for coming up here and, for and having me. braving the stage with me. I know, right? Could you tell us a little bit about Clarity just so that we're all on the same page? Yeah, absolutely. Clarity is a parachurch organization, and that's a really big fancy word for the fact that we enter, we include all denominations, we're a faith-based ministry ourselves, and we focus on one area or topic that maybe no one church is able to focus on individually. Right. And so in this case, Clarity focuses on the value and dignity of human life. And so, for example, how that would translate is, wouldn't it be really cool for the church to be able to be a community partner with schools? And maybe like in sixth grade, eighth grade, high school, very important and, and integral parts of, of development right. intercept young people, like, you know, during puberty or on the onset of thinking about healthy dating relationships or when health classes are talking about human sexuality and remind young people just how incredibly valuable they are and how they need to make healthy life choices because we want them to have healthy outcomes, you right. know? Now, regardless of those outcomes, let's say um, someone is dealing in our community with an unplanned pregnancy um, and or a sexually transmitted disease or infection. And it would be really helpful, I would think, for the church to come alongside people and help them through issues like that, make healthy choices for themselves there. And then lastly, we also do a lot of healing services. So as you can imagine, um, Many people may suffer or just deal and grapple with regret uh, over some choices they've made. And we want to come alongside people and maybe choices they didn't make, maybe um, sexual abuse healing, and people aren't realizing the impact of that on their lives. We, Clarity wants to come alongside people. That's a tall order yes. to you know, intercept people's lives and walk alongside with them. But that is the tall order of Clarity. And literally, by name, we want to bring clear vision to every person's value and yeah, worth. You want to bring clarity. Right? For sure, yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why we partner with Clarity. All of the things that she said actually are reasons that we want to partner with this local organization because we believe that they are making an impact in real people's lives right where they are. It's for their future. So how were we able to partner with you? We were able to do that through the community investment part of For Their Future. What did that look like? That looks a whole lot like, I don't know about you, but with me, I grapple with technology. And I think, unless you're a millennial sitting here or younger, we all grapple a little bit with technology, it's right? It's a big deal, yeah. It's a very big deal. It's not only important just for your own communication, but it's important professionally as yeah. well. And so the Ridge and Clarity partner together in a really important project for a seamless phone system so that all the counties we serve at Clarity, six different counties and several clinics in each county, um, could seamlessly communicate with one another. Because you weren't able to do that before. No, we were not. And through this project, hopefully you're able to... To communicate well. It's already in place. And what's what's the impact of that? How okay. has that kind of played out in real yeah, life? Yeah, you would think, wow, big deal, right? Well, it's a really big deal because could you imagine the courage it would take for someone to literally call and seek services for some of the things I've just mentioned and then to be, you know, put on hold or told, I'm sorry, you've reached this clinic and you needed this clinic in another county and call back. And so we are able to now, through the partnership of the Ridge and Clarity, to intercept people and not ask them to make a second phone call and muster more courage and hang up and call a different number. Now we can seamlessly interconnect that phone call to the appropriate place. So that's really, really important. And that way, the Ridge and Clarity together are impacting thousands of lives. Right. For God. 
for God. And we are so thankful for that opportunity to be able to do that with you. Thank you so much for coming up here and Thanks sharing a little me. bit of what, what you do. Thank Let's you. give Tracy a round of applause for coming up here and sharing that. I mean, so as you can see, that doesn't happen because of any one individual. That really is a response to who God is. God is doing those things in our community. So I want to say thank you for your financial investment in what God is doing for their future. That represents more people than we even know, represents more people than we can count. And I believe that there is so much to be thankful for and that we have this morning an opportunity to do what Psalm 100 talks about. So I'd like you to join me in standing and we're going to sing, we're going to sing with joy and thank God for what he has done. So now we've talked about what for their future is, but we haven't really talked about why. So I'm going to talk for 30 or 40 more minutes about that. See the fear in your eyes. This is Psalm 100. This is the last verse of it. It's verse 5. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. For their future focuses on what we need to do today to do whatever it takes to reach our community for Christ tomorrow. God in his faithfulness continues to call each generation. And we want to be a part of that. That's why we're here. To reach our friends, our families, our coworkers, our neighbors for Christ. So as we wrap up today, I just want to spend a few minutes answering why do this. Why do we want to maximize our facility? What does that have to do with anything? Well, I believe that our children need irresistible environments not to grow and meet Jesus, but we want to continue to reach families. And oftentimes that can happen by creating environments that kids want to go to. What an amazing opportunity we have. To have thriving kids' ministries, we need to have facilities that are secure, that allow us to engage kids right where they are. We want to have a place where groups of people, like life groups, can meet so they can connect relationally so that they can grow spiritually and they have a safe place for our teens to navigate life and reach, grow, and live for Jesus. So it's for their future. So why do we want to maximize our staff, our ministry impact? Well, we want to do our best at reaching our community for Christ. One of our values here is, is to do our best, give everything our best shot. So one way to do that is that the transition of leadership can happen without a transition of vision. That's really important to me and to Jerry. So we want to spend our time, energy, and resources on reaching friends, families, and neighbors so that they can be impacted for eternity. We've realized our community isn't the same as what it used to be. Community doesn't just mean Columbus anymore. It means Bartholomew County, Decatur County, Jackson County, Jennings County, Shelby County, and everywhere in between. It means our community is growing, and it means we really need to make sure that our church is interacting with those individuals who are coming into our community, the people who don't like church, people who don't know what they believe. Maybe some of you are those people, and that's not because we think that people are projects. It's because we believe so much 
that Jesus is the hope of the world, that we want everyone to interact with that. It's for their future. Why do we want to maximize our community investment? We tried to think through how to put how many numbers that community investment is interacting with. It's really hard to do. We want to model biblical generosity to help real people in our communities in real ways with real needs like housing and like food so that we can go above and beyond and show the people in our lives already that the people who follow Jesus care more about others than they do themselves. It's for their future. So why do we want to do whatever it takes to reach our community for their future so that we can honor God? Remember, it starts and it ends with God. Every penny or dollar given to this initiative is really about our response and commitment to what God has done so that we can all celebrate like my grandma at the end of her life to say, look at what God has done in my life so we can have balloons and cake rather than sorrow. Jesus was committed to honoring God and he did so by dying on the cross for our sins. And our response is to do whatever it takes to reach our friends and family. It's our natural response. I can't help but do this. It's for the real people, real families in our communities, in our lives. It's for their future. That's why. Because we care that much. Because we believe God cares that much. I'd like to pray for us. Bow your head, I'd like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I am thankful for this opportunity that we have to respond to who you are. That because of you, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of conquering death and raising on the third day. We believe those things. We've surrendered our life to those things. We're, we're thankful for this opportunity. We have to respond to live out our faith, that it's not primarily about us. We don't want to be consumers of this. We want to be contributors to your work, to your kingdom. So thank you so much for doing, it, doing whatever it takes for me, for doing whatever it takes for us, and our prayer is that we might continue to do whatever it takes for the future of our friends, our family, our neighbors, our coworkers, because we want the population of heaven to increase for your glory, for your honor, and for their future. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen.